Oh, good evening. It's game week, and welcome to Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. With DeMarco Farr, I am J.B. Long. He played defensive tackle for the Rams here in L.A. in 1994, all the way through 2000. For me, well, first NFL game week. Nice. It's 49er week, by the way. And Let's just go ahead and re, like, restart that right now. And that's important to you. That I is can huge. tell. Yeah, I mean, the, the 49ers, that was their rival back in the day. It still is the Rams' rival. You're still in the same division. Uh, to get to where you want to go, if you want to get to uh, to the point where you're playing for a Super Bowl, you have got to get through San Francisco. Historically, when you think about it, look, they hate you. You hate them. It's 49er week. I like it. Well, let's hope the game doesn't creep up on the Los Angeles Rams the way that all access crept up on us because I don't know about you, but I got one ear on, one ear off, and it's uh, all good. Yeah, we almost bobbled that handoff, but here Look, we go. That's right. You, you, what do you? You can't change a horse midstream. <laughs> you and that horse will toddle. You got a midstream adjust. Absolutely. That is the last time I take a bathroom break before <laughs> the seven o'clock hour. Uh, you were at practice this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, you spent more time in traffic than in the valley. That's at okay. Practice. It's worth it. Yeah, four hours driving and about. Two hours at practice. But what did you take away? You know, the first thing, uh, we talked about this earlier. The first thing I wanted to see was just the offensive line combination, the the starters. Uh, in, uh, specifically, how are you going to put, how is Jeff Fisher and the Rams going to put Rob Havenstein and Roger Saffold on the field at the same time? You know, Havenstein has been out all preseason. Uh, he's been uh, nursing a lower leg. Is that too hockey for you? Lower leg injury? A below-the-neck injury. Below-the-neck injury. He's been nursing a, a lower leg injury. So uh, they fully expect him to be the starter. I thought he was a revelation last year at right tackle. So I assume he's going to be that guy. But once you insert him into the lineup, where do you put Roger Saffold? Which guard do you take out? Do you take out Jermon Brown? Do you take out Wick, uh, Wickenstein? I mean, which which guy do you do you take out of that lineup immediately? I mean, that that's the question. So that's what I wanted to see. Or Wickman. Did I say Wick, Wickenstein? I think you said Wickenstein, Wick- which is a hybrid of Wickman. them both. Who's which, Wickenstein? Well, that would be an interesting solution to who's the odd Havenstein, Wickenstein? I like that. And play six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, that, is the, that was the thing I went out to see. And just watching those guys rotate through and watching Roger Saffold just be as versatile as he can be. Right tackle one snap, then your left guard the next snap, and it just looks seamless. So that's, that's what I wanted to get a gander at. And then, you know, watching how they wanted to use Tavon Austin uh, coupled with Todd Gurley in the backfield. So I would say after practice today, uh, they're getting ready to play a good game on Monday. Again, this is our debut episode of Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710, Thursday night, 7, 8 o'clock, previewing the game ahead. It's the Monday night football opener, 877-710-3776. Our phone number will set aside a segment to take your calls and questions as we preview Rams and 49ers. Since we last spoke in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, the Rams have it's whittled a down to <laughs> a 53-man roster. Yeah. So it probably looked different at practice today. Fewer bodies and numbers. Are it looked done. normal, dare I say. I mean, because we're going to spend a lot more time watching these guys practice when it's you know, cut down to 53. But, you know, training camp, there's just so many numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard to really get a gauge on, you know, what the game plan is going to be. But now, I mean, once it's thinned out and you're down to, dare I say, a, skel- a skeleton crew, you know what your two deeps are going to be, you know what your packages are going to be, and you have a pretty good idea of how they're going to employ guys. So uh, we'll see what happens. So the, so the most recent news is they've added to their secondary with Steve Williams, former San Diego Charger, and releasing undrafted free agent linebacker Nick Grigsby, who had initially made the roster this week. And then Cam Thomas has been re-signed. So they've balanced out offensive and defensive yeah. line uh, nine apiece. I was so happy when Cam Thomas was re-signed because at first, when when I read that they cut him, 
and I'm looking at the D-line the way it's constructed, I said your biggest, your size is Michael Brockers. Now, what happens if you lose Brockers, which you've had, you've lost him before. Uh, high ankle sprain, he's been chopped a lot. Uh, he was banged up in preseason a little bit. So if you lose him, you've got no size. But then when I find out Cam Thomas, a guy that goes 350 pounds, has been you know added back to the roster, well, that's good. That's a good two deep. So, you know, just watching the D-line go by, watching Will Hayes, watching Robert Quinn practicing, Aaron Donald, of course, and then you know, your bevy of backups. I mean, that is a pretty good, formidable group, you know, a good rotation, which will help any football team, especially one when you think that's going to try to run the football, play defense to win games. And one of the things I know you and I wanted to do is congratulate the undrafteds who made it, because as a former UFA yourself, what Nelson Spruce, Pace Murphy, Corey Littleton have accomplished is meaningful. What are their emotions like this week? Oh, big time, man. I mean, look, I remember when I was a rookie here in 1994 and the Turk, the guy that makes the cuts. You saw Hard Knocks. The guy that's making cuts is in your locker room, and he's scoping out guys. Or you can hear him down the hall. Scariest thing, man. Uh, the first time I went through cuts, you could hear the, the, the knocks way down the hall. Open up. Coach wants to see you. Bring your playbook. And you can hear that going down the hallway, and then you like pray he passes your door, and then he does. Live to fight another day. But yeah, man, it's a good deal for those guys. It's harder to make it as a rookie free agent these days because you don't have the benefit of longer practices and pads. So you can only show what you can do on game day for the most part. So for those guys to be able to make it, number one, that tells you, They can play special teams. Number two, they're absolute gamers that they like. So, you know, kudos to those rookie free agents that make it. Uh, It's it's not the same when you're a draft choice. It's not the same when you're a Brian Quick, when they're invested in your future and will spend a couple of years to make you better. Rookie free agents have to do it right the first time, all the time. All right, so coming up on Rams All Access, you're on ESPN LA 710, a preview of the matchup with the 49ers including why DeMarco wants to see 49ers Week make more of a true comeback. You hinted at that just a little bit. Uh, How are you spending your Monday night, week one? Football back in Los Angeles. How are you watching? I thought How you were are asking you participating? me. Well, I'll ask you, too. I think I know where you're going to be. But we'll take your calls in our third segment, 877-710-3776. Let us know what your plans are for Monday night, plus Jeff Fisher on why Jared's golf situation is like no other in the NFL. That's coming up next on Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. And we'll continue to get you ready tomorrow with Marcellus Wiley, DeMarco, my partner Keyshawn Johnson, Kirk Morris, and Eric Davis. A whole lot more. See and hear them all at the ESPN LA 710 Rams Rally, Friday, September 9th, 3 to 7 p.m. Tom's Urban at LA Live. Our guys will preview the Rams season and get a chance to ask all of our experts about yeah. the team and the season ahead. Plus, Win tickets to the Rams home opener and a Todd Gurley autographed helmet as well. I want one. Get close to the Rams football with the ESPN LA 710 Rams rally Friday, tomorrow, 3 to 7, Tom's Urban at LA Live. Only on ESPN LA 710 and your ESPN app. All right, so the 49ers briefly. 5 and 11 last season, worst record since 2007 in San Francisco. (laughs) You're talking about the New Year's finale. Should have been 4 and 12. That went to overtime. Ugh. Uh, they ranked last in the NFL in offense, 29th in defense, fired Jim Tom Sula, hired Chip Kelly. So as I get set for 2016, uh, you might have heard a little bit about their quarterback situation. Uh, many, if not most, power rankings have the 49ers slated 32nd in the league to open 2016. DeMarco? Crazy. 
Yeah. Welcome back to Rams All Access here on ESPN LA 710. Something else I was looking at at practice, JB, uh, just watching and th- watching how the Rams are going to prepare for Chip Kelly's offense, and there's really no way to prepare for it. Um, the way he prepares and the, how fast he goes is, you know, unmatched. Um, he they try to snap the p- football every 15 seconds. Um, it's not really that complicated. It's just fatigue is going to be a factor if you can't get off the field. So he's just going to try to run more plays than everyone else on the field. You know this, college football. Bob Stoops was the first guy I heard say this when he was at Oklahoma. He just wants to run more plays than the other guys. So Chip Kelly brought that to the NFL. I didn't think it was possible, but it is. Uh, they really had it going in Philadelphia until it until the wheels came off. But uh, it's going to be tough. Um, you're, you can't get a lot of substitutions in. Uh, you have to be letter perfect. It's assignment football. You make a mistake and the ball's down the field. The guy can just pick up yards in chunks. So uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Rams defense, no doubt. Uh, he has to find a way to resuscitate one of three quarterbacks in that room, all under 30 years of age, all top 40 picks in the same 2011 draft. Blaine Gabbert, number 10 to Jacksonville. Christian Ponder, number 12 to Minnesota. And, of course, Kaepernick, uh, 36 to San Francisco. And he's been the topic of much conversation uh, this preseason. As for the Los Angeles Rams, their number one overall selection, Jared Goff, has been a topic of conversation throughout training camp. And Jeff Fisher on why his situation is unlike anyone else's in the National Football League. You know, it's unfair to compare him to anybody else. I know Philly's got their situation. It's a little different, and and uh, trading sand, so Carson's going to start. If you just mentioned Carson Wentz, is there any, I know you, you said it's a different situation, but any organizational need now to feel to accelerate anything you've done with Jared thus far? No, I mean, it, it's not. I mean, I, out of fairness to Jared, and based on where we are, you know, as a football team, you know, clearly he's going to be the quarterback of the future. He's going to be our franchise quarterback. But, you know, this he's been here just a short period of time, you know. I mean, he's 21 years old, and he's having a blast right now. He's learning the offense, and he's making great throws. But at this point right now, Casey's clearly our guy. NFL Network with the audio there from Jeff Fisher. So, DeMarco, as we get set for week one, I think you'd have to say that Case Keenum did everything he needed to do to maintain his control of the job, which was announced early in the calendar year. Yeah, I think he won the job, no doubt. Um, I thought he won the job last year based on what he did, how the team finished up, how he finished up to earn the right to at least have a shot at the starting job. So you draft Jared Goff, you have Mannion, who's got a year under his belt in in the same system, so to speak. Uh, the coordinators change, but it's basically the same system. So um, Case had his work cut out for him, and I think he performed better than any quarterback that the Rams put out there by far. So uh, I think he deserves to be the starter. But uh, I do feel for Jeff Fisher in this way, what a tough spot uh, that you're in with Jared Goff because you're going to have to answer these questions no matter what. And, and there's no way of sugarcoating it. I mean, you you moved up to take this guy, and he's third you know, coming for week one. So there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there. And like he said, clearly he's the quarterback of the future. Well, I mean, that's not even set in stone. What happens if Case doesn't lose? Um, what if what if the Rams start off hot? They beat San Francisco, they beat Seattle, and they catch fire and go on a streak. When Goff is quote-unquote ready, do you just take Case Keenum out and give the job to Goff? I mean, how do you handle this going forward? Um, but that's not the focal point right now the focal point is just beating the san francisco 49ers go with the guys that you can trust and right now i don't think you can trust jared goff under center he is demarco far 
1999 Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion. This is Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. Last number one overall pick to be a healthy scratch for an opener, by the way, Carson Palmer, 2003. Things have worked out okay for him, now leading the Arizona Cardinals. I think what made waves, though, is not necessarily Jared Goff not beating out Case Keenum, who... Uh, the underreported part of that is Case has really elevated his game uh, with the quarterback room of Sean Mannion and Jared Goff. I think what uh, drew people's attention is that Sean Mannion was announced as the number two, and Goff will be in street clothes most likely this week at Levi's. What choice do you have, though? I mean, I'd rather go with Mannion as the number two emergency quarterback if something ha- happened to Case versus Jared Goff, who, like Jeff Fisher said, is still having a blast but he's learning the offense. And the last thing I want to do is stick a kid out there that's not ready to play when I've got so many veterans, you know, trying to get over the hump this Especially year. Especially from a ball security standpoint, Absolutely. Right? I mean, look, what you saw was at Minnesota when they turned the ball over uh, in their own end uh, uh, quite a few times. Jared Goff had a couple of mistakes down there. That's how you go from 10-6 and six to 7-9 and nine like that. I know people want to point at Jeff Fisher's record and says, well, he's a 500 coach. He's never going to be anything better than 8-8. Eight and eight. But – you do have your opportunities to turn that seven and nine into a twelve and four, eleven and five, ten and six. Those are the plays that keep you out of the playoffs right there. So if you can find a way to eliminate those mistakes and just be efficient offensively, I think you've got enough running the ball. I think you've got enough on defense, and I definitely know you have enough on special teams to compete with anyone in the National Football League. So it'll be Keenum for the Rams and Gabbert for the San Francisco 49ers, but offensively we both know that it'll be determined by the running game for the respective teams with uh, really the Rams getting their first full look at Todd Gurley, who only played one drive in the preseason, and Carlos Hyde, who burst onto last year's scene with a huge Monday Night Football Week 1 game against Minnesota, if memory serves, uh, if he's productive and healthy, he practiced uh, fully today after clearing con- concussion protocol for San Francisco. Uh, those two backs could factor in as much or more as the quarterback. They're both hammers. Uh, I, th- I think maybe Todd Gurley gives you more uh, breakaway speed, more elusiveness, but they're they're both hard to, to, to bring down. And that's something I'm excited for just as a football fan to see Hyde and Gurley on the field at the same time because – you were without one or the other, either in St. Louis last season or in San Francisco uh, to finish out the year. So having both backs, uh, both, like I say, they're both the tip of the spear. Having both guys out there just makes it tougher. Uh, It kind of evens it out. So the team that makes the fewest mistakes is going to have a better chance to win. Uh, But if you can get ahead with the way the Rams are built, especially on the O-line and with Gurley, I think you have a chance to take the air out of the football and just grind the clock down and take it into the fourth quarter and win the football game there. Yeah, last November against San Francisco in St. Louis, Todd Gurley, the fourth straight start with 100-plus yards and then did not play in that January overtime loss. So a tale of, of two Gurley appearances uh, against you, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers last year. And you still had your shot. Uh, you had a field goal blocked. Uh, to win the game, I believe that was OT. That was blocked, and you missed one earlier from about 52. So, like you said, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, what have you. 8-8 eight and eight was in your grasp, and you just let it go to 40. Look, Blaine Gabbert put it up 44 times last year. That's what you want as a defense, but they just couldn't get him on the ground. That can't happen again. <laughs> So this week at San Francisco and then the home opener against Seattle a week from Sunday. And you can see more and sit closer with Vivid Seats, an official partner of the Los Angeles Rams. Visit vividseats.com slash Rams today to reserve your official ticket, travel, and VIP tailgate package to the next game. Vividseats.com slash Rams. He's DeMarco Farr. I'm JB Long. This is Rams All Access on ESPN LA 
877-867-1610. Coming up next in our third segment, we will take your calls, discuss the Rams' tough opening stretch on the schedule, not just division opponents, but also road heavy. 877-710-3776 is our phone number, 877-710-3776. This is Rams All Access with Marco Farr and J.B. Long on ESPN LA 710. 877-710-3776 is our phone number, 877-710-3776. If you want to jump in on Rams All Access here on ESPN LA 710 with Marco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. We'll bring you this hour, 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday, looking ahead to the upcoming game. It is week one, and the Rams open with two division games, back-to-back and three, in the first four weeks of the regular season. DeMarco, last year, Rams pretty good against the NFC West 4-2, and two, tied with Arizona for the best record within the division. You know, um, look, when you think of NFC West foes and, and how it's played, I, I think the Rams' system fits. Um, when you think about Seattle and how they've won – you know, their Super Bowl and how they continue to be near the top. Uh, it's with a tough defense, uh, great running game. I think they have a better quarterback than – I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC West. Is, is, am, I, am, I, am I stretching things if I say that Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the West? I think people could argue with you, but I think it's a sound case with, for Russell Wilson. For Carson Palmer, that would be the argument? And his track record and deep run in the playoffs is not nearly as comparable to Russell's. Well, I, I think, but to my point, that's the only thing that separates the L.A. Rams from those other two teams, uh, Seattle and Arizona. It's just their play at quarterback. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona tilts the field a little bit. Their their passing game is, is second to none in this division. But uh, the Rams have gone nose-to-nose. They've beaten those teams in their house. Um, they've beaten them at home. So uh, there's nothing that says you can't have that same record or better this season. Where does Levi's stack up for you in your, the stadium? In, in your trip there? Not just in terms of it, its amenities, but in terms of how difficult a place it is to go get a win relative to University of Phoenix or Seattle. I mean, it's still San Francisco. I mean, Levi, I like Levi. I know a lot of people don't like it. Um, it's not really built just to be a football stadium because the crowd's so far back, but Look, I mean, they're there. They're raucous. They don't like you. It's loud. It's as tough a place to play as anywhere, uh, especially when the 49ers have a lead. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough to play there. So, uh, But the Rams have had success pretty much everywhere in the NFC West. So uh, I wouldn't say every field is their home, but they're not going to be intimidated by you know, Seattle. I mean, you've gotten over that hump. You're not going to be intimidated by Arizona anymore. You've gotten over that hump. Uh, same thing with San Francisco. Unfinished business, but uh, it's familiar and it's it's loud, but it's not too intimidating, no. You talked about this being 49ers week and what that used to mean to you as a player. Do you think having Los Angeles affixed to the Rams side of the equation means more? I mean, we know what Sharks and Kings and Giants and Dodgers and Warriors and Clippers means do you think bringing L.A. back into the fold will bring back some of those emotions when it comes to Rams and Niners? I hope so. I mean, what you need on either side, and I'm hoping for the L.A. side, of course, is an old-fashioned ass-whooping to get it started again. I mean, Harbaugh, when he was up there in San Francisco, I, I think he's the one that kind of you know, doused the torch that it's not even close. <laughs> you know, We're Super Bowl bound, and you know, you're, you're trying to hang on for four or five wins a year. So now it's the teams are, are, are kind of – you know, battling for the seller or looking up to Seattle and Arizona. So um, I, I think it's going to take some dominance to really get that back on track uh, and hopefully from the L.A. side because I think it will start down here and then filter up there. Because of those rivalry emotions, because of the fact that the 
Rams start in the division and start on the road. The significance of this week one on Monday Night Football is not lost on all pro Aaron Donald. You know, I know everybody ready. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight. You know, it's a, a divisional game. A, guy, a team that we know, they know us. So um, it's gonna be a dog fight. So it's gonna be definitely um, a, a game to watch. So you know, our mindset is always the same thing: to go out there and dominate. You know, we got all the pieces. You know, um, so it just we, we just you know a, a dominant defense, a fast defense that's gonna fly around and swarm. And um, you know, we continue to you know continue to what we're doing and building off. Of, you know, it's gonna be a special year for us. Wonder can he get into the high teens? Sack-wise. Double digits, I'm expecting. I mean, 10 sacks or more, I'm definitely expecting because I think he's Aaron Donald is absolutely unblockable. And uh, in a couple of years, I think he might be the premier, the best defensive tackle in the league. There's a lot of guys out there that can still give you a bad day. Geno Atkins in Cincinnati is a guy that you sleep on, but any given Sunday could wreck your day. Uh, and Dominican Sue can wreck your day. Michael Bennett in Seattle, when they move him inside, can wreck your day. But... I think Aaron Donald has been to the Pro Bowl twice. I know he's been to the Pro Bowl twice, but here's the thing. I think he's actually getting better. I think he's actually improving his game, which is scary for everyone else. Well, he's improving his body down to 10% body fat, which did not seem possible. (laughs) I want to go back to the point you made about maybe teens in terms of sack total. Yeah. The significance of that number as a Rams defensive tackle, do you know where I'm going with this? No. Only one player in Rams history has more sacks in a single season as a defensive tackle <laughs> than Donald's 11 last year. And that would be? He's in this room. <laughs> you, JB? And so DeMarco Farr with 11 and a half in 1995. Yeah, uh, we I, I, I mess with him all the time. Yeah, you're half So you think sure. he's coming for you? Oh, of course. And he record. points at me. He knows. I mean, it's it's not just about chasing a record. It's just about being the most dominant guy out there. So, Are you thinking before or after we get back from London, will he surpass your 11.5 total? I, I Hopefully after. Okay. I take that back. Hopefully, hopefully before. before right. <laughs> right. No, but he is tremendous. Um, I just worry about the partner next to him. Like uh, – what happens when they start sliding the line to him? And it's going to happen. It happens to every hot pass rusher in the interior. When they start sliding the guard and the center over to you and taking you away, it's hard to beat a double team. Um, so does Michael Brockers have enough to win one-on-one? Can, can William Hayes, uh, on the other side, getting his first long, his first start, uh, becoming a starter at left end, can he become a dominant pass rusher on the left side to take advantage of the slide? So uh, those are all questions yet to be answered. But I do know this, when you have Robert Quinn and Aaron Donald going at the same time, you're going to have to change your protection schemes. If not, they're going to be sitting on your quarterback. 877-710-3776, 877-710-3776, our phone number if you'd like to jump in on Rams All Access. You're on ESPN LA 710 with DeMarco Farr and JB Long. You can uh, tweet at me as well if you would like, JB underscore Long, if you would prefer to jump in that way. Uh, DeMarco of two tweet fame. If I'm not mistaken, don't mess with me, man. I'm I'm getting used to this thing. I'm I'm not. You messing. tweet all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm, I'm not messing with you. I'm just asking. Everybody's if someone were to ask you a question on Twitter, how many days, weeks, or months would go by, or all access shows before we could respond? Well, show me to how to respond, tweet. and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is DeMarco Farr. I am J.B. Long. This is Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. We're previewing week one, Monday Night Football at Levi Stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I had my NFL mobile app up today, and I happened to notice this true countdown uh, feature that they yeah. have. I'm not sure if any other Rams fans have seen that, but uh, three days, 23 hours, 
55 minutes and 10 seconds until L.A. and San Francisco, the final game of the NFL Week 1, kicks off. So we are inside of four days officially now. Don't be nervous. If, you do, if you're scared, it's too late now. If you're scared, buy a Rottweiler. Just saying. <laughs> we will travel up on Sunday. Yeah. And then our pregame coverage will start here on ESPN 710 at 420 p.m. Also, our simulcast on the sound 100.3 FM with a 720 p.m. kickoff. Uh, ESPN LA Rewind with Jeff Biggs follows us. A reminder, the phone number is 877-710-3776. We will take your calls throughout the remainder of the show, and we will look ahead to a few more features, including the battle of the receiving cores and why that could be a key to the Week 1 victory, and also our stat of the week. That's coming up on Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. Back on Rams All Access with Marco Far J.B. Long here on ESPN LA 710. A couple of housekeeping items. The Jeff Fisher Show debuts next Tuesday, 6 o'clock. We'll be at Bogies at the Westlake Village Inn. In Westlake Village, it's open to the public, and you can listen live right here on ESPN LA. Practice injury report from today. Farrow Cooper, Nelson Spruce receivers, and corner EJ Gaines did not practice. Uh, limited action for Bryce Hager, uh, reserve linebacker, and Rob Havenstein, their right tackle, still coming back from that foot injury. One eight seven 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 one zero three seven seven six eight seven 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 ten thirty seven seventy six is our phone number, and let's go to the phone line for the first time here on Rams All Access and check in with Greg from Ventura. Greg, good evening. Hey guys, uh, you two and Maurice make a real good radio team. By the way, I've enjoyed listening to the games with you all, and uh, it's a it's a good team. Thanks, Greg. Just getting started. Wait till they count. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, guys, uh, you know everybody has an opinion about golf, but. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder if this isn't a big whiff for the Rams and that uh, maybe they thought that it would be appealing to the L.A. fans if they'd sold the farm and went after the number one pick and and made the big splash in terms of the draft, but that in reality he's not going to be the guy that some of the other number one picks have been in the, in the realm of quarterbacks. and. I just wondered if you guys have an opinion about whether it was more of a uh, media, um, not media really, but uh, marketing kind of ploy to go after number one pick, and that really what the, there wasn't that much thought into can this guy really be a great quarterback or is he just going to be a, a backup like uh, you know Chase Daniel or something for the rest of his career? So I'll take your answer off the air. Okay, well, I, I do know this. I mean, they went back and forth between Wentz and Goff forever. I mean, right up to draft day until uh, they actually picked Goff. So they think they have their guy. But, look, it's just football, man. I mean, there were no saviors in the draft. I think you would agree with that. There there was no Andrew Luck this year in the draft. So uh, both guys uh, were going to need a lot of work to become starters. Now, I know a lot of people are pointing to Philadelphia and saying, well, Carson Wentz is starting week one. Well, how did that happen? Sam Bradford trade. Sam Bradford got traded. I mean, a miracle trade. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, blows out the knee. What was the actual injury? Everything. He he tore up the knee bad. So they needed the quarterback. They traded for Sam Bradford. Now Wentz gets the start. So uh, it's not like I, I would say he earned that job outright. It was going to be Sam, and then Philadelphia made the move. So, look, I think Goff, uh, Jeff Fisher hit it right on the head. Eventually, he's going to be the guy. There's no, there's nothing that says that Goff isn't going to be ready, say, in the next four weeks. 
to at least go out there and play. Uh, now, how the team is doing is really going to determine that. If you're rolling with Case, you probably stay with Case. If you're struggling or 2-2 two and two and the offense levels out, I think you're going to see Goff sooner than later. But it's way too soon either way to say that Wentz is going to be a superstar or that Goff is going to be a bust. we got a long way to go before, b- before the verdict is going to be in. Uh, Jared was asked after practice today, being a Cal grad and a Bay Area kid, if he was disappointed knowing that he's not going to dress against the 49ers. His answer, I'll play in San Francisco more than once, so no, I'll be okay. So I thought that was yeah. a, a confident answer from him. And, you know, I, I'm a silver lining kind of guy. I tend to think more about the opening drive at Minnesota when he takes his team down the field and he duplicates the throw we all saw on hard knocks being repped over and over and over again uh, on the throw to Kenny Britt. Uh, has he done enough to win a job? Has he done enough to show I'm ready to take the reins and protect the football and make sure that Todd gets his touches? No, not yet, but uh, I, I applaud the Rams organization and the coaching staff for setting that standard and setting that bar and not just giving him the controls until yeah. he's showing that that he is ready. And also, I give a nod to the, the two men in front of him. I think Case, again, has elevated his game. He did absolutely nothing to relinquish control of that job. Uh, during the preseason and Sean Mannion played like a second year former third round pick I thought this preseason you know leading the comeback against Dallas and and really serving as a capable backup in the preseason so why not week one I agree with you man and just consider the stones it takes from Jeff Fisher to put your number one draft pick as at at third as your third string quarterback a guy who's probably not going to dress you know that's going to invite a firestorm and all sorts of comments like Greg the caller just just mentioned but Look, he's not ready to play. Why rush him out there right now? Especially when you have better options in front of him. I, I don't mind this at all. If it's, if it's going to take him five, six weeks to become a pro-ready quarterback, then look, you knew that coming in. He was a spread guy. It takes a while for these guys to learn a pro-style offense. And the arm skill is there. I mean, that's the oh, other thing. Yeah. It's not like we're seeing incompetence or inability through four preseason games. I mean, we've seen all the reasons on display why they traded up to get him uh, number one, whether it was the the drop throw down the How deep seam that? to Farrell right. Cooper yeah. going all the way back to week one of the preseason or that aforementioned drive in Minnesota, uh, there have been some positives to build off of. And more than any other quarterback across the NFL this preseason, he was victimized by his pass catchers dropping football. So I think we have to take uh, his preseason t- statistics in that light. That being said, not taking care of the football, that's on him. Bonehead. He would say as much. And, <laughs> right. and so he didn't check enough boxes through four yeah. preseason games and practices uh, to earn the start week one against San Francisco. I, I take yeah. that as a as a sign of the fact that that room is probably in a healthier position than it has been in recent years than a knock on Jared Goff right Oh, away. I agree. Uh, we were talking about young Seau. Um, it made hard knocks when he made the mistake coming inside and the ball went outside yep. of him. Yep. Same mistake that Goff made. It's just magnified at quarterback. Uh, McRoberts. Getting the ball knocked out on the punt return, down in your own end. That's a mistake that rookies make. Well, look, it's magnified at quarterback, so they're going to get better. But think about this, man. Like you, And I'm glad you pointed out the drops. If all those passes aren't dropped, where is Goff on the field with those drives? Possibly scoring. So, I mean, look, there's a lot that goes into making a quarterback pro-ready for this level. Uh, one of them is not 
dropping the football down the field. You've, you've got to secure it for your quarterback. But look, I have no doubts about his talent. I have no doubts about his ability. It's just his readiness is all we question right now. Can we take a quick uh, whip around the division real quick to sure. preview this uh, week one in the NFC West? The Seahawks open with Miami in Seattle. It's the, uh, the corner of the country showdown. Longest yeah. NFL trip from South Beach to the Pacific Northwest. I hope Sue is hungry. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I hope he's hungry. Um, have have a burger the size of Russell Wilson. Why not? Well, and how about uh, first-round draft pick in Seattle, uh, Jermaine Effetti, I believe is yeah. the pronunciation of his name. He was slated to start for them at guard. He's going to miss three weeks, which means the Seahawks open with Sue, with Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers, and then the 49ers with Armstead and DeForest Buckner and Quentin Dial and whatever they throw at the Seahawks. So even though Seattle is home, uh, their offensive line right now a little bit dicey with some good – defensive lines coming their way yeah I think Russell Wilson is going to have to be a magician and uh, they're going to have to find a ways to run the ball effectively without Marshawn Lynch the Cardinals open with the Patriots in Glendale that's Sunday night football we all know Tom Brady's going to miss this game as well as the following three uh, the NFC West plays that division plays mm-hmm. the Patriots the Cardinals are the only West team that gets the Pats during that four game suspension so advantage Arizona with respect to Tom Brady and New England don't let Garoppolo beat you now well, welcome to your first start. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's uh, Patrick Peterson over there. Don't and throw the honey, that way. The honey badger over there. Stay away from that guy, too. Have at it. Try to run the ball. And Gronk is not 100%, we found out as well. He's never going to be 100% again, and he's still effective. You'll he's ta- still the best you'll weapon You'll take in football. his 95 or 85 Absolutely, or 75. Yes. Uh, Chandler Jones, by the way, switching sides in that, uh, that matchup. One of the more impactful offseason trades, I thought, to add some pass rush to the uh, – to the Cardinals. I can't wait to see what he looks like out of a Patriot uniform. I, I can't. I can't wait to see what happens when he's matched up one-on-one in a Cardinals uniform. Is he still going to be as effective as he, won, as, as he was in New England? All right, so those are the division games. Seahawks against Miami in Seattle. Cardinals host the Patriots in Glendale Sunday night with Carson Palmer beginning his age 36 season. You're listening to Rams All Access here on ESPN LA 710. Our phone number 877 710 3776 877-710-3776 and we invite you to see more and sit closer with vivid seats an official partner of the los angeles rams visit vividseats.com slash rams today to reserve your official ticket travel and vip tailgate package to the next game what can Rams fans expect when the first-team offense finally gets together, along with that first-team defensive line on Monday night in San Francisco? That before we're done on Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. Monday night, our coverage begins at 4.20 p.m. with a 7.20 kickoff in San Francisco, the final game of the National Football League Week 1. You can listen here on ESPN 710 and our simulcast on the sound, 100.3 FM. With DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, this is Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. 877-710-3776, our phone number, 877-710-3776. Uh, counting down to Monday Night Football and the week one we've been waiting for for more than a couple of decades now. It'll be special to see the Rams take the field uh, representing Los Angeles again and renew that rivalry against San Francisco. Uh, our stat of the week is brought to you by Rebecca Lally, who is our team statistician for our broadcast booth. Uh, and She likes the matchup this week, Tavon Austin against Jimmy Ward. That's the one that she says to keep an eye on. Based on their target percentage, their completion percentage, she says that favors the newly minted, 
the newly contracted, extended Tavon Austin. Mint it. Mint, as in money. And if <laughs> if possible, get him on a linebacker, right, which is a no-brainer. But Michael right. Wilhoit specifically, he's five of five. He's caught all five passes thrown his way when he's been able to get Michael Wilhoit from the Niners matched up against him. So that's your stat of the week from our ace statistician, Rebecca Lally. You know, look, Tavon is going to get the ball in – you know, a number of ways. They're going to hand it to him on the jet sweeps, the go sweeps. They're going to give it to him uh, when he's lined up in the backfield as a running back, when he spells Todd Gurley every now and then. And the the thing I hope that he adds to his arsenal this year is down the field route running. Uh, you've got to be a factor in the passing game down the field. It, you can't always catch passes coming back to the quarterback or facing the quarterback. You're going to have to catch passes going away. Um, I, I think if he can evolve uh, and become – a bigger threat down the field, it only helps Todd Gurley. It only helps the offense. It only helps him. It only helps the quarterbacks, too. So that's the missing piece, the last hurdle for, for Tavon Austin to truly become great in this league. That being said, on the other side of the equation, the 49ers are having all kinds of problems at wide receiver. They brought 12 of them to training camp. Only three made the 53. They've been active trying to find someone, including Rod Streeter, Jeremy Curley, who can threaten what right now is still an evolving Rams secondary. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest misconception about a Chip Kelly offense is he likes to throw it. You know, he loves to run it. He absolutely loves to run it. He's going to find ways to exploit you on the ground and then slip those guys in behind. But I like the ability of Cur- uh, of Curley. Does what Tavon does. I mean, he is a rush threat. He's a punt returner. He's got more punt returns than receptions in the National Football League. And Streeter can just flat out fly. So... If you make a mistake trying to defend the run and they get behind you, well, any receiver can be dangerous. So uh, these guys have speed. They're they're great pass catchers. But, you know, I like the the Rams. I like how they match up. I like how the Rams match up with these receivers. Um, Let's hope they play like it. But when you're, you know, picking names out of the hat, you would think that you'd pull more Rams defenders than San Francisco 49ers offensive players. So the matchup seems to favor the Rams. You just have to play. That day. Now, DeMarco, you know that this will be my first official regular season NFL call yeah. on Monday night in San Francisco. So I'm just geeked out of my mind, of course. But I had two lasting memories from the preseason that I hope will become characteristic of what we see from, from the Rams. Tell me if you recall them. One was the one and only drive we saw Todd Gurley participate in. <laughs> Do you remember how that went? Yes, that video game highlight when he turned left. <laughs> I went back and I, and I watched it again this week because you and I said at the time, now that is what the Rams offense could and should look like when, when he's in the game. It was against Kansas City. He ran for three. They hit Britt for 20. They threw deep to Britt and got a big P.I. Then it was Gurley for six more, kicking it left, the uh-huh. one that you called on hard knocks for eight, and then runs it in from the three. So five plays, 81 yards, a touchdown, no incompletions, no penalties, no negative plays. That's what we all hope the Rams offense looks like when 30 is in. Consistently, over and over and over again. I hope so. Um, you're going to have to, as a defense, factor in Todd Gurley into your game plan. You're going to have to load the box to stop him, which opens everything else up. So, yeah, that's that's how a Rams drive should look over and over. Defensively, my memory is called to mind because we're watching Carolina up three on Denver, which is where we were in week three. And that was the one look we got at Robert Quinn lined up with Donald, what we thought would be maybe the starting front four for the Los Angeles Rams. How did uh, Trevor Simeon and the Broncos do against against that group? A lot of lookout blocks. You know what a lookout block is? 
That's when the O-tackle screams, look out! <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the thing. It was a restrained Donald and Robert Quinn not showing much. Right. So imagine when they're turned loose to run pass rush games and, you know, with a great game plan behind them. And look, they're both one-on-one matchup nightmares. So you're going to have to account for that as an offense. Both of those Denver drives were three and outs, six yards, and punts. So yeah. <laughs> not not every offensive drive is going to look like Gurley did against the Chiefs, and not every defensive possession is going to look like that front four looked against Denver's ones. However, the more that we see, the more success the Rams are going to have, and maybe they can put together their first winning why season since like, like that three. All the time? If that's why you practice. Well, that's what we'll be looking for in San Francisco. DeMarco, your final thoughts as we wrap up our debut broadcast of Rams All Access? Um, it's 49er week, L.A., it's my final thought. <laughs> it's in your blood. I can tell. That's right. I mean, it's it's the game that you want yes. to win, not just this week, but uh, twice every season. Absolutely. So, for DeMarco Farr, I'm JB Long. This has been Rams All Access. We have this hour 7 to 8 every week on Thursday nights. Hope you'll join us on ESPN LA 710. A reminder that our Monday night football coverage begins at 420 on Monday from Levi Stadium in San Francisco. Until then, drive safely, have a good weekend, and we will see you for week one in the NFL as the LA Rams return to the National Football League.